beautiful sovereign woman welcome 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 and happy happy friday to all of you not sure if any of you knew but you know healing from cold depression is, is not something that you can do with a magic pill when we're talking about mental health healing from cold depression which can later turn into chronic pain which is what we've been talking about this week is really something that has to be addressed not in a way that is just one band-aid, but in a way where we look at these key areas of our life so that we can not only bring the healing circle fully home, but also to be able to not go back into the habits, into the behaviors that basically created the cold depression or the physical chronic pain. And that's what we're going to be talking about specifically today. Satnam, beautiful sovereign woman. Welcome, welcome. I am Jyotira Dukar, and I help top performing real estate producers, women entrepreneurs, overcome cold depression through my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy through my eight-week group coaching program, the Sovereign Woman Academy. And this is our movement, ladies, of women taking their sovereignty back. Satnam, and welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you're catching this live, welcome and happy, happy Friday to all of you what a blessed friday it is we are moving into july in quantum speed uh, i would say july as it relates astrologically cosmically i would say it is definitely a lot more calmer than june i think many of us can agree with the fact that june was incredibly transformational we had so many different cosmic events that occurred like the summer solstice we had the second um, saturn uranus square which is one of three really big big events happening for 2021 it is the highlight of 2021 which causes a lot of tension a lot of truths being revealed a lot of uh, shocking truths and then we also had eclipse and we had a really powerful potent new moon in gemini and a full moon in capricorn i mean June was just uh, pretty unique. And a lot of us probably feel that we are here now left building this uh, brand new life, this brand new awareness as to what needs to change. And I would say July is gonna offer us a really good opportunity to do that uh, cosmically, astrologically, a lot of uh, benefic, beautiful opportunities for prosperity. But this first week, and which is what I was talking about on Monday, this first week of July can feel a little tense because today specifically, well, yesterday, July 1st, we had this uh, Mars opposition with Saturn and Mars and Saturn, they're complete opposites. Like Mars brings in war, fast destruction. You need to make change fast. And then Saturn's like, no, you need to make long-term goals. You need to slow down. So it literally can feel like this week, like you're kind of driving a car with brakes on. So it feels like you want to go, but yet, you know, and you're feeling like, is this right? There may be fear. A lot of things can come to endings this week. And this can be a really, really hard difficult week for some while for others it's a big week of endings but breakthroughs uh, a lot of awareness of where maybe you have been spiritually bypassing your own your own healing i know that for me that there was a lot of awareness around that so the first week of july can feel very intense very uh alchemical like a lot of things are changing very fast a lot of things are being shown to us and then as we move deeper into July, it, it will start to feel like it's leveling off as it relates to just feeling more grounded and like we can actually feel, uh, build this foundation for our new life. Because I think a lot of us 
I've been waiting for like kind of like a green light to go. And really there is no green light. There is no sign. There's nothing that's going to come to you as a sign of the universe or God herself telling you to move forward. This is the time to actually use the wisdom of what you've learned in the last few months, especially through eclipse season, what awareness has come to you so that you can actually direct your life. Like, where do you want to take your life? You know, I, I was listening to this, this um, story of somebody who wrote um, how 20 years ago she had, she was in an almost near death experience where uh, she was on a boat and her boat <clears throat> actually collapsed and burned and she was burned like most of her body. And I mean, it was like minutes, seconds away from her dying and they took her to the hospital. And when she was in the hospital, she, the, her friend who did not make it was actually dying in the in like in the uh, bed next to her. And I'm trying to paraphrase it as much as how I understood it. But in essence, what ended up happening was that her she started to freak out because he was dying, and he and he basically moved to the next dimension. And as as he was doing that, he asked the doctor, "Is she dying too?" Because she was freaking out. And the doctor told her at that point, uh, said out loud to the friend, we choose when we die. So she, she gets to choose whether she wants to live or die. And even though the friend died, she heard the doctor say that. And she was only 20 years old. And she said she made a decision at that very moment to live. She said that everything flashed before her, uh, not knowing her kids, her, her, her husband, all these different things. And so she made the decision to live. And because of that, she's still alive today. So that's, that's how powerful we are. When you make the decision to live, when you make the decision to heal, when you make the decision to use the high frequency emotions of the cosmic energy that's happening, because Mars is wars and destroys, but it destroys the things that no longer serve you. So why would it be bad? When you're a yogi, a sovereign woman, you're in essence learning to live in the neutral mind where you're not, your ego doesn't expand when something good happens because you know who you are, but it also doesn't become deflated if you feel you failed or if you feel there's an illness or if you feel that there's some kind of something not happening to your desire. So the key here to understand is our power and to understand that it always relates to our emotional state of consciousness, always. And that's what we've been talking about this week because we've been talking about cold depression. And cold depression, as it relates specifically to how it lasts, shows up as pain. So emotions are energy in motion. And the last place that an emotion shows up is in your body as physical pain. And so one of the quotes that I was sharing with you was from this doctor. Her name, was, uh, her name is Kirsty Banner. And she says, the brain pathways that drive depression are intrinsically linked to the ones that drive pain. So a doctor herself is now saying that these brain pathways, we all have like streaks in the brain. They are intrinsically linked. They're connected. They're the same as those that drive pain, which is why it's so important for us to understand how our emotions and our mind is so powerful. that even if you haven't been through an injury that you can itself suffer or create chronic pain, like back pain, like uh, headaches, migraines, how many people suffer from daily migraines, uh, many other diseases and illnesses that end up physically showing up last as pain. 
So what's key here is that as a society, we need to address and, uh, and really approach the healing holistically, looking at the psychosomatic, which is the mind, the thoughts and the emotions, as well as the physical vehicle. And this is what I teach in the SWC method, spiritual psychotherapy because we all need spiritual psychotherapy to really learn to question and become aware of the illusions, the programs we continue to tell ourselves, which hold us back in guilt, in shame, in fear, and in this illusion that we're alone, that we're disconnected from this highest power that in fact is always speaking to us. And that the more that we learn to become still, in stillness, we can hear. And so today, I want to talk to you all about the five key areas we all must address in order to get to the root cause and heal from cold depression and chronic pain, because it starts as the emotional imbalance. Cold depression is an energy problem, which is an emotional problem, which then ends up being a, a chronic pain, ends up being some kind of physical instability, right? And so because it's not something you can heal with the magic pill, this is why the Western approach of pharmaceuticals has not worked and why we have more mental health issues than solutions. Because you can't heal it with the pill, there are specific areas in your life that you must address in order to get to the root cause and not relapse and continue to gain those mental health instabilities such as cold depression, anxiety, which then end up being chronic pain. Now, this that I'm sharing with you, I learned myself through, first of all, self-experience and my own self-healing journey, how I was able to over overcome and self-heal from cold depression, which was creating a lot of other problems in my life. Also through my own Kundalini Yoga therapist training, because I became a Kundalini Yoga teacher, and then I advanced my training in learning how to share this technology because it's a technology to others, specifically women and women entrepreneurs. That's the woman that I attract and, and help um, overcome cold depression. So they can learn how to basically get to the root cause and use it therapeutically. And so it was used towards that. It was also a lot of the things that I teach you are also through my own uh, spiritual healing that I did when I went to the Amazon jungle. I worked with plant medicines for 17 days, Mother Ayahuasca, San Pedro, uh, different plant medicines that really opened up my heart consciousness. If it wasn't for that experience in itself, I really don't believe that the work that I share, the, the Kundalini technology would have, would have the impact that it has had on my life. I mean, going to the jungle and working with my own consciousness and, 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 really getting to a lot of the root causes of why I was carrying so much pain, not only from this lifetime, and, and but for many lifetimes and for my connection with my ancestors, it just really developed this pathway into helping others heal as well. And that's why, you know, the, the things that I share with you are a combination of the science of what I myself have learned through the therapeutic approach of training, but also the spiritual aspects, which to me are more important. And we're coming to a very more, a very near future where spirituality and science will merge. It already is happening because the truth is, is that science is the demystification of spirituality. That's really what it is. It's basically somebody who went into the lab and figured out how the divinity, how God works, and then was able to create a formula that we humans can then understand. There's many things that are miracles that, the, that were then 
created as scientific terms because we figured out how the divinity does these things in this realm. So in the very near future, you're going to see this very, this merge of spirituality and science, which that's exactly my SWC method. That's what I teach inside of uh, my Sovereign Women Academy, which is an eight-week group coaching program. It's the basic science and the also spirituality combined so that you can get to the root cause and overcome the cold depression once and for all. And that's where these five key areas have really come about and I learn more and more as I learned from amazing doctors like Dr. Percy Banner, like doc, uh, Dr. <clears throat> um, there's so many other ones like Dr. Joe Dispenza, so many others I can make a list for you all that you all can go research that talk about these same things that are so important to address. So the first thing that we're going to talk about that is absolutely key in addressing for your uh, healing, cold depression, anxiety, mental health issues, which end up being chronic pain, end up turning into chronic pain, is of course the obvious, right? We need uh, the physical self-care. So these are one of the one of the most um, important things for us to address is is uh, looking at exercise or looking at how our body moves. You know, a lot of people believe that movement of body is only when you exercise. But myself, like every morning, I chant. I I chant sacred. Uh, mantras that is movement because what you're doing is you're moving the energy in the system you're moving the emotions you're singing to your rage and anger instead of clogging it up in your system or numbing yourself with food or uh, drugs or alcohol those other things that we do to run away right so when you think about physical self-care and we think about movement it's not always associated with exercise but it has to be somehow and be incorporated into the healing journey so that you can fully get to the root cause other ways that physical self-care is incorporated is things like breathing breathing is the most powerful way to bring you back and not only to the present moment but to clear karma what happens is that when you're breathing in the present you are not acting out of your past and out of your future <clears throat> which this physical movement then engages you into the present moment, which then allows you to now recreate more of the same past. So breathing in itself is movement and it does create a specific rippling effect in the physical body that creates vitality, that creates balance and creates a more engaged life so that you can learn to not go back to that program that tells you the story identification of with your illness, with your cold depression, with your trauma, whatever that actually looks like. Other things we know, of course, as it relates to physical self-care is yoga. Yoga than that. It is more of a an exercise of the mind. It is more of a spiritual deep connection which we're going to talk about next, but movement, of course, of the body. And it has nothing to do, being a yogi has nothing to do with how you bend your body. That comes secondary. The first thing that a yogi does is learns how to control the mind. One that can be in the neutral mind can do anything with their body. So it starts first with the mind and then you do everything else afterwards. So other things like that that can help you basically take care of yourself physically are very, very important as it relates to your healing journey and, and cold depression. Now, the other thing that is very important, and this was driven into me specifically in my Kundalini Yoga Therapist training, is social support. And this is why my program, the Sovereign Women Academy, is a group coaching program. I actually tested it. I actually had one-on-one -on -one clients uh, that were 
were working with me on the same modules, the same framework to overcome cold depression, as well as had my group coaching program, which 22 women have actually graduated from. And can I tell you that the results were higher in the group setting versus the one-on-one? And now I can understand why. When you think about somebody who's going through cold depression or somebody who's going through a mental instability or chronic pain, the first thing they do is withdraw from society. They don't want to be around others, whether that is because they feel that they're burdens, they don't want to keep talking about their problem, nobody understands them, whatever the case may be, they don't want to be around other people. As it relates to healing, it is 100% as important as food and as water. Scientists have now spoken about this, that community and being part of a community is just as important as survival for survival for humanity as anything else that you would consider important like water so social support includes family of course includes friends includes uh, mentors when i'm working with one-on-one with individuals i always ask what the support system looks like back at home and typically because they're going through so many mental health instabilities it's usually not really good When it comes to the group coaching program, it's the same thing. The support at home, maybe that's where the chaos actually begins. So that's why when you come into a setting and when you come into a group coaching setting, it's it's such an important and vital part of the healing journey that you surround yourself with others that are going through the same thing as you, that perhaps you can relate to, but also that they're there for you in accountability, in support, in helping you get unstuck. Because, you know, one of the things that I tell the women that join my academy because I do a thorough screening before they join is like, I wish I could tell you, you're going to be walking in a honeymoon and it's going to be all light and love because we're going to be doing a lot of inner work. But the truth is, is that it's quite the opposite. It almost feels like hell, especially the first few weeks as you're opening up the subconscious mind, as you're moving energy that perhaps hasn't been moved for centuries, maybe even, or maybe since you were a child. So I know what that's like. And that's why it's such an important part of our uh, group coaching program, the community aspect, to be able to find sisters, to be able to find others that you can help with the uh, support, but also with accountability. Now, as it relates to social support and healing, alone, you know, the, the illness doesn't happen alone, but neither does the healing. So the illness is perpetrated typically by the environment also. So environment can cause you to become ill, meaning the people you're around too. It's not just like toxins, right? Or, or electrical towers. We have, we're talking about toxic people. So it's very important that when you are on the healing journey, that you really find someone or a, uh, uh, even one person or a community that can help you so that you don't go back to those old programs so that you don't basically feel that you're the only one that's going through this or that perhaps you'll never get out of it. When you see other people healed, you, that basically creates self-efficacy in the brain instantaneous. It's almost like when somebody breaks the Olympic um, record and anything that they do, it's like, well, if he broke it or she broke it, then the next person says, well, then I can break it, right? That's exactly how the healing journey works. If you see other women that have overcome the issues that you yourself are trying to overcome, it becomes a lot, a lot easier. So social support is key as it relates to actually um, healing cold depression or any mental instabilities. Thank you, Diane. I love you so much. And then the other thing that's so important, of course, is mental and emotional self-care. 
I always say this over and over and over again, the healing only happens at the level of the mind. We think we have to heal the body. Like we've talked about this week, you know, with the chronic pain that shows up last. But the reality is, is that if we don't address the mental and emotional issues that we're going through, then not only will the illness repeat itself, but it will turn into something else. It will either turn into another illness or it will turn into another pain or another experience, which I call an AFCO experience, another fucking growth opportunity, which we don't have to learn through suffering. We don't have to be martyrs, ladies. We can learn through love. We can learn through compassion. We can learn through sovereignty, right? And um, and so the mental and emotional self-care, cognitive and behavioral therapy, what this means is retraining the mind, recreating new brain pathways. I mean, if the doctor just told us that the same pathways that create depression are linked to those that create the chronic pain, that means that there's no magic pill you can take to actually change the brain pathways in your brain. I mean, there might be some sound technology that's coming down the pipeline that's going to help us do that, which is really exciting. There's also plant medicine that does change the brain pathways of the brain like instantaneously. But as it relates to, you know, pharmaceuticals, there is nothing. So what we're referring to here is learning how to rewire the pathway through meditation, through the inner work, through chanting. Kundalini yoga technology specifically focuses on changing our behaviors, our patterns through the breath work we do through the Kriyas, which are a specific energy work we do to get a specific result. So it has to get to the root cause, which means you got to create new streets in the brain. You got to create new awareness. You got to create new uh, awareness of your triggers. Because let me tell you something, ladies. I heard something that was revolutionary that changed my life from one of my most amazing favorite doctors in the world too, Dr. Gabe Mator who is a specific, he, he specializes in trauma and he specializes in, um, also he works with plant medicines and things of that nature. So I'm just very fond of his work. And he was talking about triggers and he was saying how we all think we, <clears throat> we have the right to have triggers, you know, especially if you've been through um, some kind of traumatic experience or somebody has betrayed you. You may even have found yourself saying, hey, I may be triggered once in a while and you're just gonna have to learn to deal with it until I forgive you or until whatever, right? But the truth is, is that uh, triggers are outside of you. Triggers are fuel. And, and the ammunition is what lies inside of you. So, so it, that spark, it, that can be turned on on the outside, but it doesn't have to be turned on the inside. The ammunition is in here. So to change the trigger, you got to change the ammunition. You got to change what's inside of here. Because if you didn't have any ammunition in here, then no trigger could turn you on. No trigger could destroy you. No trigger could, could make you go into rage. It's the ammunition that's the problem. It's what you're carrying on inside of here that's sparking up the, the, the challenge, right? So that was like, like a breakthrough for me, like so true. I shouldn't have any triggers if I know who I am and I don't have any ammunition in me. And as it relates to mental and emotional care, that's doing your inner work as a priority so that you remember who you are and so you can release the triggers when you think about meditation especially you think about yoga kundalini yoga you're burning off the triggers you're burning off the emotions that have been stuck in the system probably for a long time you're burning off the ammunition so that when somebody tries to tries to spark it from the outside you're in your truth 
you're sovereign. And that's what mental and emotional self-care is all about. It also has to do a lot with how you see yourself and what you say to yourself. So do you have affirmations? Do you have mantras? You know, one of the most beautiful aspects of Kundalini technology is the sound frequencies that we can use to create prosperity, to heal our inner child, to connect with our mother, to connect with uh, our father. To There are different specific energy recipes that actually help you affirm, help you create these new visions of who you truly are. So these can be sacred mantras, or they could be affirmations that maybe somebody has given to you, or maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's something that you always remember. It's something that you're basically constantly telling yourself so you can reprogram that subconscious mind. Yolanda says, yes, find yourself a Veronica. Thank you so much, Yolanda. I love you so much. And of course, the ladies that say that are those are the ones that do the inner work, show up for themselves, are just like, it's amazing. It's, it's an honor to work with amazing goddesses like you all, for sure, 100%. Uh, that, um, as it relates to mo- mental and emotional self-care, we also have to address uh, acceptance. Did you all know that 90% of the healing journey is acceptance? It's whatever, wherever you're at, whatever you're going through is being aware of it and accepting it. And most of us cannot accept because we don't have a stable nervous system. Our brains are fried from all the information we're consuming, from the traumas that we've been through. They don't get enough oxygen. So we don't allow ourselves to breathe, to come into our bodies. We run away from our bodies if we're having cold depression. That's the last place we want to hang out. So we run away, we numb, we keep busy. And yet we don't learn to accept. We don't learn to accept ourselves because we don't want to become aware of ourselves. That was one of the biggest awarenesses that I received this week. It was almost like, it was actually Dr. Gabe Matora who was talking about this. He was saying how there was a woman who came to him who chants two hours a day. I chant two and a half hours a day. I've been doing it for like 104 days, but she's still, and she's been doing better. She's healed a lot of areas in her life, but there's still like this deep existential crisis that she didn't heal. And he was talking about how many of us have these tools that we become attached to but we're still deeply doing the spiritual bypassing. We're still not really like facing these, these deep wounds. And it made me like really open my heart a lot. So the next day when I heard that and I sat and meditate in satna, I really surrendered. I really just allowed myself to feel everything that I was feeling. And it opened up to this awareness of just things that I thought I had accepted that I didn't. So it's like every day you come onto the mat, you come into your satna practice, your inner work practice, and you don't attach to anything and you see what develops and you surrender to the divinity. And all of a sudden you're shown these gifts of acceptance. You're shown these gifts of self-love, which then takes you on this path, a journey of power, of true sovereignty, of knowing yourself, therefore not allowing anyone to use any of your shadows against you. It's like this incredible sense of sovereignty to be able to know exactly who you are. And it starts with acceptance. And we cannot do that scientifically when we don't have stable nervous systems and our brains are fried and when we're not aware of ourselves. How could you accept yourself if you don't know who you are? So as part of mental and emotional self-care, self-acceptance is key. And miracles. What is a miracle? It's a shift in perception. And you do this by reprogramming the subconscious mind. And that's what mental and emotional care have to do with. Now, the fourth aspect of in life that we must address in order to heal depression, mental health instabilities, chronic pain, is spiritual connection. 
a lot of people for too long have been bypassing this, whether they've been burned by religion or maybe the dogmas or doctrines of religion have forsaken them to move away from it. Or perhaps they've been, someone has taught you in school to be, or, or at home to be afraid of spirituality of yourself. You know, that goes both ways. I remember when I was actually so excited to teach uh, Kundalini yoga to children, there were some schools like the really advanced schools that had really open hearts who would invite me in with their open arms. But then there were some schools that were very doctrinated that were so like against anything that had to do with anything that had to do with going within that they would not allow children to actually integrate these teachings, which I don't know if you all knew, but the Dalai Lama said that if we teach all eight-year-olds to meditate, we can eliminate violence from our entire, from the entire world in one generation. If all we did was help and teach all eight-year-olds to meditate, that's what would happen. And we're going that way. I mean, things are changing now, now more and more. I had, now I'm getting callbacks from the principals that one day didn't want to integrate these teachings, right? But the truth is that spiritual connection means connection to self, connection to the divinity that lives within you. It's the self-experience of wholeness, of truth, of what I call Christ consciousness, which is unity consciousness. That's what it is. There's no separation between you, your brother and your sister. You know yourself, your shadows, you accept yourself. Therefore, you can accept and compassionately love others. And that's what spiritual connection is all about. It's prayer because that's when you talk to God, meditation, because that's when you listen to God, right? It might be finding purpose and meaning in your life. It might mean forgiveness, because ultimately forgiveness is the key to the kingdom and the kingdom is here in this earth, not when you pass away. It might be for you gratitude. Spiritual connection is gratitude because when you're in gratitude, you are in acceptance. You are in contempt. You are in basically present moment awareness. There's no past. There's no future. There only is the now. Spiritual connection for you might also mean asking for guidance. And this could be from a mentor outside of you or from within through meditation. Spiritual connection can also mean finding a spiritual community of like-minded other women who are also here on the journey of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and self-healing. So spiritual connection means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And there's no wrong or right way to do it. If you are experiencing love, then you know it's spiritual connection. If you're experiencing anything besides love, then you know that perhaps you need to inquire and seek deeper. But spiritual connection is key in order for you to heal. And that's why spiritual psychotherapy is such a large part of the SWC method. It's important for us to truly awaken to this amazing gift that life is and learn what this 5D consciousness is really all about, which is learning how to go beyond the conceptual negative and positive mind, learning how to live in the now because we've done our own self-healing, connecting to our own power, what lives within us, this divinity, this uh, purpose, this dharma to be here and learning how to not dim our light, learning how to share of our gifts and power with others. Now, the fifth part is probably pretty obvious as it relates to healing cold depression and what needs to be addressed in order for us to actually not regress and go back to these mental health instabilities. But of course, it has to do with our, our lifestyle habits. And that's why for the, as part of the Sovereign Women Academy, lifestyle is key. And that's why you are actually, I do a very thorough screening in advance to make sure that you're going to be able to sustain the lifestyle change that's going to happen in the eight weeks that we work together. 
Now, some of those things might actually look like for you in order to address what you're going through, your structure and your routine. Every human being who is uberly successful has a very powerful morning routine and it includes inner work. Anybody who's anybody, we have a lot of uh, successful, even business people that are coming out of this, what I call spiritual closet. And they're talking about, you know, their morning routine being incorporating meditation, prayer, yoga, something that basically connects them spiritually. And then perhaps maybe some type of exercise to get the physical flow moving. For me, Kundalini technology does it all because it does the movement of the system energetically, physically, and spiritually. But the routine is key. Anybody who's done anything amazing with their life has an incredibly impeccable, disciplined routine in the morning. And why is that? Because discipline is the highest form of self-worth. And you have to have a very high level of self-worth in order to be able to birth what your vision or what your soul is calling you to birth. And we do that by healing cold depression and by healing the chronic pain that develops. You heal the cold depression so that you can do the inner work to raise the vitality, to be able to create this discipline, this discipline and drive because you know you have potential or you have a dream that's bigger than you. Because when you have healed your cold depression, you take your sovereignty back, you're guided by the divinity. You're guided by God. You're not taking things personal, what people say or do. You're in essence in acceptance and you're listening to your guidance and only that. And that's a beautiful, powerful, sovereign way to live. And it starts with your morning routine. What do you do the minute you wake up? Are you the, is the first thing you do, you grab your phone and you start to scroll down social media. Those are basically energetic imprints that are becoming imprints in your brain that are then driving your day. So the morning routine is key and the structure of your day will then change. The second part about the lifestyle that needs to change is tuning into nature. Right now, this is the big awakening. This is where Mother Earth herself is calling us all back. There are so much, there's so much science behind nature uh, therapy healing. I mean, it is proven now that patients that sit in a hospital bed next to a room with a window and that is even connected to an outside view heal X amount of times faster than those that are just in a room with no windows, no sunlight, nothing natural. And as it relates to actually spending time in nature, we have the science of grounding even, being able to take your shoes off and socks and being able to connect with another nature and giving her your energy. I've experienced some very incredible metaphysical experiences myself, grounding and connecting with nature in Sedona, Arizona. I think if you pick very high energy places, it definitely changes the game versus you trying to ground yourself like in the middle of the city, but still. Anytime that you can connect with the flows of nature, also bringing nature into your home. You know, right now, one of the number one selling things is plants. People are buying plants left and right because Mother Earth is calling us back to our natural rhythms. So we're all wanting plants and we're filling our homes with plants and we're learning how to take care of plants. We're learning how to grow plants to eat. All of these things are our natural biorhythms that our ancestors were connected to. And all of this is key as it relates to healing your and mental instabilities like cold depression, because nature allows you to remember the infinite nature that you are just the way she never worries about whether she, the, you know, the, the little seed doesn't worry if it's going to turn into a big oak tree. Same with us. 
when we are in our natural rhythm and we have a stable nervous system, we remember we're infinite souls. We're not trying to hurry up to get deadlines done. We're not driven by the masculine energy that has raped the woman specifically from thinking she has to do instead of be. So we move through our, our energies through um, basically allowing ourselves to tune in more into these natural patterns, to allow ourselves to really become rhythmic in whatever it is that we do. Now, other ways, of course, that our lifestyle needs to change is prioritizing ourselves and our self-care, which means finding things that make us come alive. What makes you happy and joyful? Are you able to be sovereign enough to follow that voice of your soul instead of what society is telling you to do? That's such an important part of sovereignty. Also, relaxation. All of us, I mean, this is exactly my biggest problem, and I can understand this with women entrepreneurs, you know. It is the biggest element as it relates to that masculine energy. You know, we don't have time to relax. We are even... Uh, even given props for being super busy, for being uh, too productive, for being productive and all of these different things that we're cheered on for. All those things are the things that specifically created the cold depression, for specifically created the energy problem, which is why as it relates to our lifestyle, relaxation must be incorporated and integrated because relaxation actually creates the space for the healing to even begin. Without the space of relaxation, we will never be able to sustain and create the vitality to really get to the deep wounds that are happening within our lives, especially when happening because of cold depression. So there's these five key areas that we must all address in order to really get to the root cause and heal. Number one, we talked about physical self-care. Number two, social support. Number three, mental, emotional self-care. Number four, spiritual connection. And number five, changing our lifestyle, changing our habits and, and our healthy uh, lifestyle habits, right? All of these must be incorporated in order to really, like I said, approach the healing holistically, not just grab a Band-Aid, which is a pharmaceutical or a pill that we take and, and pretend like that's what's actually going to heal. In order for us to actually not regress and not go back into these patterns or these habits that take us back into the cold depression and chronic pain, these all different areas of our life must be addressed. And specifically, this is why I created the Sovereign Woman Academy and the Sovereign Woman uh, Group Coaching Program, which is an eight-week group coaching program for top-performing real estate producers, women entrepreneurs, because I know your nervous system. I know the amount of information you're processing. I also know how cold depression actually shows up specifically in your life. I know the risks you take as it relates to your personal and business life. I also know... The, the, the challenges perhaps that you have maybe not processed or perhaps are dealing with today. This is why the eight-week group coaching program is very specific to a very specific woman who is ready to overcome the cold depression and who really is ready to address it by incorporating these five things that we talked about. In eight weeks within the academy, we address and integrate solutions to all of these different areas of our lives so that in eight weeks, you can not only overcome cold depression, you can actually take your sovereignty back. So if this is something that you're interested in or something that resonates, feel free to check out uh, the link below. It actually gives you a lot more information on the academy and it actually allows you to book a, a call with me so we can see if this is a good uh, uh, fit for you as uh, the call is needed as screening is very much needed so that we make sure that, hey, it's going to be good for both of us. Because once you're in, 
you're in and you're going to get those results because we get to those results based on exactly not only past results from other women, but also what's happening today, incorporating the needs and tools that are needed to be incorporated today so that we really, really address what's happening within us. So check out that link below. It'll give you a lot more information. Like I said, you can book a call with me and we can talk a little bit more about your situation specifically. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. It was really great talking about this this week. I think it's so important for us to really understand. I mean, we have 50 million Americans suffering through chronic pain and so many others completely disabled because of it. It's so important that we address the root cause and we look at how depression, how our emotions actually are linked very much intrinsically to what's happening physically. And more importantly, that we look at holistically how we can approach our mental health, our wellness, so that we can get to the root cause of these issues and heal once and for all. Thank you all so much for being part of the conversation this week. I want to wish you all a very blessed rest of your weekend. I'll see you all again next week with a brand new subject matter on the Sovereign Movement Show. For those on Facebook, thank you so much for liking, for following, and sharing with your community. Instagram as well. Thank you. I love you all so, so much. And for those listening to the podcast, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving your ratings, leaving the world to me. Thank you for sharing with other women also on the journey of healing and taking their sovereignty back. But not beautiful goddesses. Have a blessed rest of your Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Woman Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.